0: Slice audio. Did you take a drink yet? No, you need to take a drink now, okay? (laughs) Hey, everybody,
1: why did you clap?
0: So I know where to mark it on the little audio part here. (laughs) Since we've been (laughs) rambling on for five minutes before we started,
1: just cut out the part that might be incriminating.
0: (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'll leave that part in in case I need something from you, Rob.
1: Oh, hi, you already get me to buy all the whiskey. I don't know you you didn't
0: buy this whiskey at all. And this is what we're we're going to talk about today. Okay. We're going to talk on this little episode. Well, we're going to talk about a few things, but we're going to get into, because it's festival season for us, apparently. Right. It's We've got beer got a, festival. Season. Right. And then coming up in March, it's whiskey festival season. Yeah. And then we might add a third festival season into this too. It's,
1: Whiskey's March 9th, if any of you care. Now,
0: wait. Wait. We're sure? Oh, no,
1: yes. I talked to John today or emailed John today. So
0: it is going to be... Okay, because we were saying the first Saturday in March. Now we're That's, saying... It
1: was the first Saturday in March, but now it's the second Saturday. And it's going to be the
0: second Saturday. Okay, so you're hearing it right here on the podcast. Mountain West Whiskey Festival, March 9th, 2024, which will be the day after my wife and my sister's birthday.
1: So oh, it'll, good. It'll, it'll so be their birthday be weekend. A treat.
0: Yes. It'll be their big birthday weekend for that whole thing, which will be
1: fun. Didn't we actually have it on their birthday? Yes. One of the first ones? Yeah. Yeah.
0: They did. Uh, we uh, had a March 8th one.
1: Seems like maybe a sister didn't really make it all the way through um, the event.
0: There Just, was one year my sister went hard when she got there. We're going to talk about this when it comes to rookie festivals. Move. She went hard. Uh, said, I got to go upstairs to the hotel room, promptly dropped her phone in the toilet, and <laughs> fell asleep till about 7.30, got up, and she's like, oh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and it's about <laughs> over. Yeah, well, she had a good hour, hour and a half left of it, so maybe maybe that's how you do it. Maybe that's,
1: you, that's better than me, because usually if, if I would have been hitting her hard and then made her up to the room to... Do whatever. There was there's precious little chance that I'm coming back. Down. You wouldn't have
0: made it back down the ladder? No. Um that's uh I just I I was thinking about this because this last weekend I went to a charity event that was uh uh called what Shoots for Charity. Shoots for charity. Is that it? Yeah, I believe. Um it's it's a big, big deal. It's a big charitable event. And at this one they had a whiskey, wine, and uh, like, well, whiskey and wine tasting, I guess. They had, they had a couple of cognacs in there, too, which was weird.
1: So, isn't that kind of a blend of whiskey and wine? Or is that brand? No, it's cognac.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I didn't pay much distilled. attention to, distilled. The, to that, anything past the whiskey.
1: Is cognac distilled wine, or is that brandy?
0: No, it's distilled brandy, isn't it? Isn't it brandy that's... I don't know. Yeah, we have we have no knowledge of cognac because uh, <laughs> we don't my drink it for sure. My knowledge ends
1: at bourbon, and even yes. that's spotty.
0: So... It was. Uh, it was. They had. A, I would say anywhere from twenty to twenty-five different types of of whiskey and bourbon on the on the on their little tables. There was, cask uh, and cork was there. And
1: the Pendleton went first,
0: right? Cask <laughs> and cork was there. Republic was there, and Southern distributors were there. And they were. They couldn't have been better people either. All of them at every table. They were just fantastic. The whole group you know, was. Bill Johnson. Uh, no, no, because there was only three tables, of That's setup. Weird. And I, I didn't see anybody from Johnson there that I remember.
1: Anyway, so. I need to know how they got the Jack 10.
0: Right. They had went, uh, Jack 10. They I had told Remus. told you to stuff
1: that in your pants and leave oh, right God, now. God, I wanted that, to. How'd that go?
0: I wanted to so bad. How it went is I came back with this, okay? <laughs> came, which was still nice.
1: He came back with a, two shots of right. Woodford Double. Right.
0: But I want to thank uh, Republic for giving me this bottle. Uh, as I was walking out the door, she said, here, take this. And next time you guys are podcasting, that's, that's you can drink this on us.
1: Super generous.
0: It was. It was very generous.
1: <laughs> Rob, you're being a little. I, I, no, I wasn't there. So. <laughs> no, they that's weren't a like a little I said. snarky. I love you, Republic guys. Yes, they were. They were but all fantastic. Could have, could have left a little more in the bottle is all I'm saying.
0: Or you could have just slipped that jack Tan right yeah, there in just... my right there. My satchel oh, yeah. that I had because it was a cowboy event. So you carry in saddlebags. Um, I do when I go to events that feature a lot of cowboys. It was in a very small town near where we live here. Um, But there was probably...
1: <laughs> you lost me at Saddlebags. There
0: was probably, I don't know, $100 million all, in that whole room, too. All I, had, good Lord. all
1: I had pictured in my head was you walking into the, those gull-wing bar doors <laughs> with bad music playing in the background carrying Saddlebags over your shoulder. And I had cheeky chaps on. <laughs> oh my god! Now it's now it's a village people video in my head. But they
0: had uh, they had like a barrel sixteen year. They had the Jack Ten. They had the Remus. They had the Pendleton twenty year that was on How the was table. was that
1: barrel sixteen? The
0: barrel sixteen was delicious. It was the dovetail sixteen right year, and it was fantastically good. Um, you and I, you know, we've we've we have our favorites from Barrel, and then one that everybody loves that you and I don't particularly yeah. care for which is the seagrass
1: the, the dovetail is, was good though
0: yes and that uh, amberana which we did uh, on the last week's podcast which was also that, very
1: that good. one was that one, you liked that one more than I did. I
0: did so much so that you told my wife to go get one of the last bottles they had for our anniversary oh, which one. I can't thank you enough Rob that was that was a well, smart I call knew on that your part
1: you claimed that you would buy one but when she yeah. called I figured I might as well.
0: I wasn't sure if she had like forgotten our anniversary, and that's why you got a call, <laughs> or if she genuinely was interested in getting me something cool. So I don't. Well, know. I
1: was super confused because the call came from inside, inside. the building, <laughs> and it came up oddly enough as your name, right? And then when I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? I we're both here. <laughs> Why are you—and usually, even when you text me inside the building, it's bad enough since we're both here, which you did today. Well, your office is all the way down there. I didn't want to walk all the way down there. And so I was super—so I answered the phone just kind of snarky, and then I hear this beautiful angel's voice on the other (laughs) side, and she's like— Rob, <laughs> like okay, honey. Most you know I'm an asshole ninety percent of right. the time. I mean this, <laughs> the way that I did. Trust that, me, the next should... time
0: you get a call from her, it won't be like that. Okay, okay, I guarantee you. Well, then I'm not calling her by her name. <laughs> so yeah, I got a great bottle of that. Um, but anyway, while I'm at this event, and I'm seeing the you know the the stuff that they had on there, which was laid out, which was all it was all stuff that I would expect or would hope, rather, to find at a, at a small event like that, right? I mean, it was pretty impressive. When I saw the Jack 10, I was like, wow.
1: Yeah, the stuff you sent me, the picture of, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed for, you know, small-town right. exactly. charity event like that. So they, they came to play, sounded like. But
0: what was so fascinating about this to me, and why I kind of want to talk about festivals in general, is that the people that were there, you could tell, were small-town beer drinkers, right? If they went to a whiskey... They went to Crown, they went to, they went to Pendleton, Pendleton, they probably drank a little Jack Black, L- right?
1: A little Black Velvet or yeah. Lord Calvert. So it was Certainly interesting Canadian,
0: to watch, and a couple people would come up if I had a glass of something, and they were like, well, what are you drinking? And it would be Jack 10. I'm drinking Jack 10. What do you think <laughs> I'm drinking at this thing, right? And they're like, well, is that is it good? And it, when I, when I heard that, I'm thinking, well, everybody in the circle of us doing this podcast and everything, the people we talk to, we know it's good. We know it's an amazing whiskey.
1: But or people, even if you don't care for it, at least you know that it's just damn near impossible to get.
0: But to people that were going to festivals in a small town like this,
1: they have zero
0: right. idea.
1: So you're saying we don't have a bunch of listeners in Bell. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> well, that's probably true. Um,
0: but I. But it just got me to thinking about how when people come to festivals, you know, sometimes... Uh, Not not you and I, because we're really still learning compared to the people that we talk to and that we associate ourselves with that are still light years ahead of us and knowledge of a lot of this stuff. But it just it it just reminds me that, man, there are so many people out there that just it's overwhelming. Really, when you when you want to kind of break out of your bubble to try something different, where to start on stuff like this right yeah
1: i remember the the first event that we did our first mountain west whiskey festival and it was kind of i was pretty full (laughs) by by (laughs) the end you know
0: well and, and and you take this small 20 25 table bottle or bottles of whiskey and then you take that times four right on what we bring to our event and it just it kind of made me sit and think of God, was I ever like a douche (laughs) to somebody that came in and was asking questions or, you know, was I ever like, well, how do you not know that? How do you not know that this is good? What this tastes like? You know, I don't think you and I have ever done that. But then I'm wondering if, I mean, do people, I suppose.
1: I'm, I'm. You know, I'm guessing that we probably have, especially in those early years of doing this and doing the event. You know, you don't. You don't know that it's, 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 you don't know that it's a stupid question. Right. You know, you're trying, you're starting at ground level and trying to gain knowledge while these guys are are distributors and distillers that, you know, they live this, they live these details day in and day out. You know, it's their livelihood. They have to know this stuff they, you know, how many of those guys in the, in the room, Drinking Pendleton or Crown, have ever heard of the term mash bill? Right. You know that's a big thing in the bourbon world. Canadians, I, I think, is less so, mm-hmm. but I don't know that. You know, I don't. I'm not a big Canadian drinker to begin with, so you know what the you know it's a rye based whiskey typically, but you know what other stuff are they mixing in with? I don't know.
0: Well, then you go with what you know, because it was interesting. The 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 VIP bottles at the table were like the Remus and the Jack 10 and the dovetail 16 year and the Pendleton 20, right? Mm. Well, the Pendleton 20 obviously went first because to a lot of these people that don't know a lot about this, they know the name Pendleton, right? And they're like, Oh my God, that's a 20 year. That is fancy. Right. (laughs) And sure. It might've been good, but you know, I don't particularly care for Pendleton. Um, Although we did have a forty-three-year-old Canadian Mist Mm. that was pretty good, right? (laughs) So maybe
1: another twenty years. Maybe the Pendleton Forty would be amazing. Possibly. I don't know. I bet that Pendleton Twenty was nice. Probably was, but I mean, Pendleton is smooth to begin with, right? And it's easy drinking, and it goes down smooth, and it doesn't burn, and it's got a decent flavor to it. It's, it's, it's just not a very strong flavor, in my opinion. I don't know. I wonder how the extra you know, whatever, 10 or 12 or 15 years, what that does to it, does it add more of that oak flavor to it, or does it just take it away and smooth it out more, you know?
0: But do you think that this, do you think the overwhelming nature of what's available, and and even for our whiskey festival, uh, do you think it, it, it drives people away because it is just too much? There's, you know, I mean, even looking at these small tables that were there with what was on there, and being pretty amazed by it. And I think, well, again, we take that up times four or five at our event. Right. And. Do people you know, not come to
1: Mount maybe West because or, it's overwhelming?
0: Or do they or, they or or are they not able to enjoy it because it's so over? They get a ticket thinking, oh, this is going to be cool. But then they walk in and they're like, oh, my God, I, I don't even know where to begin.
1: I, there probably is some of that. I sure hope that. Any beginning whiskey drinker doesn't feel that way, though, because the camaraderie throughout the people in, in the whiskey world is pretty overwhelming. You know, they're super friendly and willing to share knowledges, Now, no, Sure. The, not from a, us. A, I, we don't I, do I it. I went to the University of <laughs> Nebraska where the N, <laughs> oh, N on the side of the helmet stands for knowledge. <laughs>
0: I hadn't heard that before. Is that an actual joke? <laughs> that is a joke. <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. And, and I didn't go to Nebraska. <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
1: but so I I would hope not. I mean, if if people are out there that are thinking about getting into the whiskey drinking world or the brown liquor, as one of my buddies calls it, um, an event like that would be great. The other thing you can do is go have, I mean, like beer drinkers do at, at craft breweries, is go try a flight of whiskey at yeah, there you go. At Windsor or, or somewhere similar that's a nice whiskey bar.
0: And it, Yeah, and in some place it's kind of knowledgeable about it too, which they definitely are there. Well, that's why I went to this do's and don'ts list that I came up with because, uh, you know, we have a... But When you hear this, you may hear this episode a couple days before um, our beer festival, which happens November 11th. Or, you know, if you're listening a couple months down the road, we will have a whiskey festival coming up. So... Um, you know, like on a do list for going to a festival is obviously research the festival first. Know what you're getting into when you go. We have on our websites uh, for Mountain West Beer Fest and Mountain West Whiskey Fest, we'll have the list of what's available.
1: On the Beer Fest side, we have a list of the brewers. I don't know that we have every a real beer. accurate list of what they're bringing. On the whiskey side, it does take up until damn near the last minute for us to get a... You know, ninety nine percent comprehensive list of what whiskeys are going to be there, right? And there's always a one that didn't make it on the truck, or mm-hmm. or ones that we added in to make up for it or whatever. But yeah, I, research what you're what they're going to have, and then I think in, you have to formulate some sort of a plan in your head because with two hundred whiskeys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, Chances are, unless you're really
1: good, you're well, not getting through them all. We
0: were talking about if you could if you could take sips of 210 beers. How much would that be, and could you theoretically do something like that?
1: And we figured out it'd be
0: about a hundred ounces, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd, so, be, it'd be like a case day in college. It wouldn't yeah, be that bad. So you
0: could probably go through 210 beers a sip at a time. But the, the, even with whiskey you can't you can't do
1: that. No, the beer, the beers, you know, it's you're the it's going to be the difference and you're going from a super hoppy IPA to a Yeah, you know, 12 or 15% super dark barrel aged something. So you're going to you're <laughs> going to run into a pretty severe alcohol, you know, well, per- percentage difference, but
0: You will with whiskey too. You'll go from an 80 proof Sure crown up to 140 proof some instance
1: <laughs> yeah you know go try the coy hill right they there said we go be fun
0: uh hydrate of course is something
1: you got to yeah. do when you're at a festival well, that, that makes sense too drinking a little water between each sip just to help clear your palate so i mean you're getting a little cross-contamination there but especially if you're going from a yeah super peaty scotch to a to a bourbon i mean that you'll be tasting that Pete for the rest of the night. <laughs> it's going to help your headache the next day too. Um,
0: <laughs> designated drivers, obviously, if you can do that, of course. Um, you know, you'll always get a tasting glass uh, at our events as well. Uh, no matter, you know, what you what what ticket. If you just get general admission, or if you get the VIPs, VIP uh, the the ones for Whiskey Fest, we use for the general admission are the uh, I don't know what they're called. They're What's they're not they the they Glen use? Cairn but they are those yes yeah, these whatever are the, those are the
1: bourbon trail glasses yeah. they're just a little bit wider a right. more tulipy than the
0: and so the glencairn are a little glencairn. fancier but you'll get you'll always get one of those and you should always use that because there's a reason why whiskey glasses are shaped the way they're shaped uh, especially with glencairn glasses it is to enhance all of the stuff that comes out of
1: that yeah it helps with the aroma uh, helps on the nose i mean it's no different than all the different shapes of glasses for wine right I mean, I can't, I've never been a white wine drinker, and I'm especially not a Chardonnay, but if you put it in a Chardonnay glass, it's amazing how much it changes your Really? Experience. Is it, it is, really? It is. I don't drink wine is, at all. It is dumb how different it is. No kidding. Like, drinking a Chardonnay out of a Pinot Noir glass, to me, it I, it, it always tastes funny. It knows it's different. But huh. you put it in a Chardonnay glass, and it tastes like, I think, what good wine is, good well, white wine is supposed to taste like. You...
0: Recently, have started drinking almost everything we drink on the show here out of a Glen Cairn. Yeah, or the or the bourbon or the Bourbon Trail yeah. ones. And i I always specifically use the Glen Cairn for Scotch if I'm drinking that. But I have, like you, started to put bourbon in it, and I think it's I think it's better. I do think it comes out a little better when you want to really get into it. If you just want to sip a whiskey, you put it in a rocks glass. Yeah, drink it
1: out of the bottle. What. <laughs> Tip well, I, don't, I don't have those kind of nights anymore. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, why do you need the water to keep from getting a headache in the morning if you don't have them kind of nights?
0: Well, like twice a year, I have those oh. kind of nights. Okay. Spit buckets should also be utilized. Uh, you don't have to swallow <laughs> the sample. You do if you love it. Maybe, but if you really <laughs> want to, ex- if you want to experience a lot more, just don't swallow it's, it. it.
1: It's the- the, the you lo- can
0: bird of, the no, bird of love. No, don't. No, nope. Nope. No, we're not. We're not going to do that. No way. Uh,
1: they, they're usually. I've already swore on here. I I, I, know, I can't no, I gotta, make a Dove and swallow. I had, to, joke. I had
0: to go look at the time marker of when that happened, so I can go back and, and fix your your potty mouth, Rob Henry. Uh, well, um, start light. Obviously, you know, lower eighty proofs are a good place to start. Yeah,
1: work your way up.
0: Well, and that also though. It also. It also primes your palate for what's to come. You know, we've talked before about when you start to do whiskey tastings and you start to get into some of the higher-end whiskeys, get your mouth ready for it. Your tongue needs to be prepared for it. Because if you're pouring 125 proof something first, well...
1: It's gonna burn. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we did that when we were helping some of our folks pick barrels, too, where you go in there and the first sip of the samples that you're taking, is if it's the first drink you've had, it's going to be hot. Yeah. You're probably not going to like it. Right. And then as you move around the table and come back to it, you might really, really like it. But if you prime it a little bit, it just helps. That is, yeah. Was it, it the victim of the first pour? Right. Or something like that. Yeah, that was
0: still, that's that's one of the best off-the-cuff lines I've ever heard anybody say.
1: Yeah, that was at one of the barrel tastings. Yeah. Or sampling barrel pick deals, wasn't it?
0: A victim of the first pour. That's what you want to prime the rest of your... Night on is that yeah. first drink in your mouth?
1: Yeah, it's something light, something not super complex, just enough to get the tongue tingling and
0: uh, and don't ever be afraid to ask questions. That's the whole point of these festivals too. It's to come and try some things you've never had before, but also to talk because everybody, almost everybody there, is an expert on what they're pouring. um You know, we have this some really people making that making my back feel better. It <laughs> does it. Does it help? Yeah, well, that's what I'm going. Um, you know, respect the staff too. Uh, that's working hard. A lot of times when you, uh, when you go ahead, you can knock that, you can kill that bottle. Well, there
1: wasn't much left, and I know how you are, so you probably have to go to Taco John's or something. I do. Tonight.
0: It's Taco Tuesday tonight, so we are
1: going. And the apple grande is back. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, thank boy. God.
0: Never yes. had one of those in my entire are life. Are you kidding?
1: No, it sounds gross. I'm all for the tacos.
0: A deep fried cinnamon tortilla shell, right? Flaky, crispy crust. Covered with it covered with an apple pie filling, What's cheese the, on top of it, and then the and then the Taco John seasoning sprinkle. Rob
1: I know it's weird, right?
0: We're going we're going to Taco John at some point this All week right. then. Okay. And you're I, gonna get one of these. Yeah, so stupid that they took it off the menu and they only bring it back once, you know, for two months out oh, of the year. Really I hate that. Churros are weird too. I don't like churros. Unless they're an ice cream. Then they're really good. Anyway, no, I'm just super hungry. Um, he's, he's drooling over here. <laughs> yes. Uh, again, going back, you know, respect the staff when you're out these, because a lot of times you're going to get, there's going to be people getting half lit at these events, right? And some people can't handle their liquor.
1: And Well, and, and you, I mean, you, you referenced it a second ago that, you know, most of these people are experts, but certainly not all of them are. Right. Some of them are just hired to do some of the pouring and there's hopefully tasting notes that. You know, not all of the people that we've ever dealt with are the, ex. You know, they don't aren't familiar with that beer or they're not familiar with that whiskey. It's 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 just a fact. Yeah. You know, not all of the distillers master distillers show <laughs> up from every one of these whiskeys. So, if they don't know the answer, there's always the Google.
0: Right. There's Google, or you can go to. You know, there's a lot of people that go to these events, do have a passion for it, and so they are knowledgeable Certainly. about it. And you can find, always find Troy. Yeah. You can find Rob and I, and we'll point you to somebody <laughs> <laughs>
1: who knows a lot more and about it. We won't it. be we able do. to tell you anything, no, but, but we,
0: but we know the people can who do find the yeah. guy, uh, some don'ts when you're at a festival, don't overindulge. Obviously. I mean, you got to really pace yourself when you're doing these sort of things. Um, you, you want to try them all and you get super excited, but sh- you just have to know your limits going into this. Uh, Uh, you know, one thing that I've on this list that I've noticed at whiskey festivals or beer festivals, um, but I didn't the correlation didn't come together in my brain. You'll get a lot of people, men and women, that will throw on as much cologne as they can throw on when they go out to events like this, right?
1: First of all, you should never do right that. i mean secondly you should never ever do that at a whiskey <laughs> event right your sense
0: your bodily sense need to be subtle whether it <laughs> smells good or bad they need to be subtle yeah all I'd, right i'd rather have slightly bad than overly good <laughs> well because scent is such a big part of a whiskey festival smelling what you're getting is huge it adds to the whole experience that's why they shape glasses like they do
1: Hey, Rob, where'd you go? Oh, well, I was over in the corner smelling my whiskey.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that's better than what you could be smelling over in the corner, I suppose. Um, and I'm the one that's not supposed to go there. <laughs> right. You're not. Uh, another thing, this was a list. When I came across this list, this kind of made me laugh. Because we are the ones that put um, Whiskey Fest together. We are the one that sets the price. You know, we... And yes, we'll be honest, ticket prices do tend to rise Yeah. almost every year we do this.
1: Well, um, we're also adding... Exactly. I mean, we've, Like you said, we had, what did we have, 220 last year? At least.
0: There was at least that many. And that's, I mean, whiskey, that's, you 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 can't get through the whole thing even if you no. try it. Um, but that, we hope that that adds to the experience. And then we want to include the food, you know, and all the different levels. We want yeah. to make sure that when you're there, you're having a really good time, right? So one thing they had on the list of don'ts when it comes to these festivals is don't complain about the cost, all right? Because they can be expensive. They are expensive. There's a reason why they have to be expensive. We don't really do this because we think it's going to make us, you know, it's going to help our quarter, right? Right. That has nothing to do with that.
1: Well, I mean, obviously we are in the business of making money and even the event that you were at was in the business of making money for a charity and- and certainly it's a for-profit deal right but i think you can measure the cost against what you get for it oh absolutely you know there's there's been whiskey festivals that i've been to that you you know i look at the price tag and it's 100 bucks or 120 bucks and you get you know you get 10 samples of maybe 50 things that they have well
0: And we—I th- think you're thinking seems, of one specifically, yeah, very one specifically
1: <laughs> that we that we both intended. <laughs> um, but then, but then you look at ours, and not to toot our own horn, but you know, a platinum ticket is what two hundred bucks, mm-hmm. hundred ninety bucks, and you get to taste whiskey that you can't hardly find anywhere. Right. I mean, not that it's impossible to get, but you know, there's not very many of us that have a bunch of this stuff exactly. sitting in their in their basement, and. It's it's the one opportunity or one of the few opportunities in a year that you get a chance to try some of these things at at, at even at you know a six hundred dollar bottle of Boss Hog. Right. Holy smokes. Yeah, and you you you're you're in that platinum
0: room and you you get the pour and then and then there's but there's twenty other bottles sitting there like right. we had last year, right? So it's one of twenty bottles that there's a good chance you won't be able to taste anywhere else unless you're dropping. Anywhere from two fifty to six to seven eight hundred dollars right. on a bottle of whiskey, right? Well, yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, I didn't, I haven't done the math in the in the whiskey in the platinum room, but I bet last year there was twenty five hundred bucks or three thousand dollars worth Easily, of booze I in think. that room, right? You know? And again, I
0: know I'm, I'm not doing this podcast no. to to make it a giant commercial for our whiskey fest, but just there are more and more of them that are popping up anymore, right? Small ones. I mean, we've had great success with ours, and so you will have people that will emulate. And I'm all for it. I mean, do it. Yep. If you can put the festival together, hell, you and I will be there if we can. Yep. There's one this weekend that I would have liked to have gone to, but it is with our beer fest. Too, yeah, that's, right? that's a, kind of a
1: kick in the teeth. I yeah. wish they'd, I mean, not that I can tell them when to do their event. Right. But,
0: but try to space it out a little I bit. Know. Look <laughs> at a calendar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They've done that. It hasn't been that way every time because we've been able to go a couple of different times, but the last couple of years we haven't been able to. Right,
0: because it's just been on times when we have events that we're putting together. Uh, Anyway, that's just, you know, that's just, I I thought it was interesting to see, you know, just how some of these local festivals are becoming and what's good about them and what's bad about them and, and what you can do when you go to make it more enjoyable, right? The big thing that I learned from that one last weekend was, There are people that don't know a lot about this stuff. And it's kind of fun to have them turn to you to be like, well, what's good? Or what do you like? Or why is it good?
1: Well, I know. It kind of sounded like you were Vanna White at this. I felt it a little bit. (laughs) I really did. Just imagine how awesome it would have been if I was there.
0: I was so happy you weren't. (laughs) Because it all would have been about you the whole freaking time. Really? And so I got a little bit of attention at this one.
1: And that, I was kind of happy I'm about it. I've a radio announcer for 30 years, so I'm a big deal, and Rob gets a little attention. <laughs> well, he does. So.
0: Every time we go. I'm far more personal you. You're always the you. one they notice first. I'm like, I'm taller. Better looking, more personable. <laughs> okay, easy. I'm going to go down yeah. that road.
1: Yeah, the fat guy looks approachable. Let's go talk <laughs> to him. Now, wait. <laughs> I wasn't
0: thinking that. Uh, God. Whatever. Uh, I did see another list, because... Every week there's a list of there's something list. when it comes. To... Somebody won an award. This isn't an award, no. but I I loved this one because I really love that you do all of the research. <laughs> and I just have to come in here and drink. Well, you were having a day, so you could just well, you could just
1: drink. Um I'm finishing it up with somebody's neck here in a minute. As soon as this I, is over. I hope that
0: person's gone. You better hope because I think I know who it was that broke that knob over there. Or so, Yep, yep. <laughs> but I think he's already out of here. Uh, we talk, or you always see, always seem to see, you know, all ever all these taters that chase their their unicorns when it comes to whiskey, right? Yeah. All of the whiskey chasing that goes on, but nobody seems to ever talk about all of the good stuff that's available in almost every single liquor store that you can go buy right now, and and stop chasing all this stuff, right? <laughs> right. But maybe this is just for beginners. And I, I, getting it I it.
1: like the ones like, hey, what's your go-to daily drinker and there's people out Eagle Rare, E.H. Taylor. I'm like, fuck are you getting How this that, every day? Right.
0: How is that even possible? That unless that could be unless you're drinker? buying
1: this stuff by the case t- three times a year.
0: This was a this was a really good list because every liquor store except for like one or two that we were talking about before this, you can find all of these. Um, the one we're drinking and have been drinking is the Woodford Reserve Double Oak Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, Tricia from Republic gave me this bottle. Yeah, As Trisha, I was if the you're
1: listening, I tried to I tried to uh, find your contact information through Pete, but he hasn't gotten back to me. So,
0: yeah, we need to I, mes- message us or okay.
1: something with since Houston was there. And it was my and fault that I didn't, didn't get, get any ev- information.
0: I got a little overwhelmed because people <laughs> people wanted to talk. And so and I was about I was about where my social meter was just about to run out to. So yeah. I needed to kind of get out of there, and then she handed you booze, yeah. and then you still. And said, then I got giddy. No. And then I was like, "Oh my god, look what you thank you." I'll remember who and you then, are. And then I and then I then I ran off. Um, but yeah, this was a list of of the best bourbons that all liquor stores sell.
1: I honestly forgot. It's been a while. I've got some. I've got some of this on my shelf at home, and I forget how good it is.
0: Yeah, this double oaked. It's you know I I don't know what doesn't have an age statement on it. Does it? No, it doesn't. I don't know. Um, but it's finished again in a in an oak barrel. Yes. Right?
1: What is it? Slowly toasted. Yes. At the, f- the finishing barrel. Right. Right. And so this slightly is slightly charred. Boof,
0: it's flavorful. It I'm, is so good. I don't drink a lot of Woodford. Um, just I, I don't know. I don't know why I overlook it, but I do. And then when I drink it, I'm like, well, why did I overlook this? Why didn't I? You know, why yeah. don't I have a bottle of this, this or two? Is,
1: this is a night. My this is one that not. To, this doesn't matter. This is one my wife goes to. Oh really? When she drinks bourbon, she okay. likes she likes Woodford Reserve. She likes double oaked. Um and that isn't to say that it's a light whiskey by no. any stretch. It's super flavorful.
0: Well it's uh I, I guess as far as you know, as far as proof goes, it's ninety. So you're still, you know. Yeah. You're still ten degrees above what you would normally get out of a jack You're or whatever, still but
1: flirting with it. Yeah, a
0: little bit. Uh, Michters is another one that they have on the list. They're small batch. Again, these are the best bourbons that all liquor stores sell.
1: Well, these, there's a lot of small batches and single barrels on here that I, uh, yeah,
0: I. But I see them everywhere. I see all of these. The Elijah Craig small batch. I find that one in almost every shelf.
1: The well, the Elijah Craig small batch is really good too.
0: The Knob Creek small batch. Uh, the four roses small batch. Four roses. I didn't realize how much I really like that.
1: I, I just had some of that in Brookings over the weekend after the football game, and I, my daughter, God bless her heart, uh, was buying, and I, hell, wow. yeah, I don't know, <laughs> and I said I'll take a snort of that four roses, and the gal behind me started laughing. A snort. I'm like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, lady, a snort. Yeah. Okay. Just give me a snort of that small batch.
0: Uh, the Evan Williams Bottled and Bond is on this list. Yep. The Jim Beam Single
1: Barrel. Now that is one that I haven't had.
0: The George Dickel Bourbon Whiskey, the handcrafted small batch. This is the eight-year George Dickel. That I I I always I always consider George Dickel to be more of a bottom shelf, but I don't think I should anymore. Should I?
1: I haven't had a lot of experience with.
0: See me neither. We only the only
1: with, one we ever drank the George Diggle was that was
0: that. Um, Didn't we help pick a barrel Tabasco one? or not the, we Tabasco, had the Tabasco
1: one? one. Yeah. yeah,
0: which was actually it was pretty good. Again, you're not going to drink it very much, but it was it was good. Jack number seven is on the list, and then Russell's Reserve Kentucky Straight Single Barrel is also mm, on
1: this one. Russell's Reserve is a tasty one. Yes,
0: so those you can find. Um, according to this list, in all liquor stores, and yeah, there there isn't aside from maybe the Jim Beam. I don't think there's anything yeah, in think... here. I would and the Knob Creek. I'm not a Knob Creek fan either. All only because one of
1: the first. Yeah, Ryan blew it yep, for us. One of
0: the first get-togethers we had with <laughs> Ryan and Dan, they bring down their barrel pick, and it was a hundred and forty proof. Yeah, and they're like, "No, this is smooth. This is good." I took a sip, about threw up on the carpet, because it was so hot. Oh, my, it was so hot. And Ryan drank it like it was a glass of water. And he just absolutely loved it.
1: I remember I came back in with some ice and goes, oh, you like ice. <laughs> Very condescending oh, yeah. tone. Yeah, in that was. One. <laughs> yeah, so I'll that... never forget that, Ryan. So you're on the list.
0: <laughs> Knob Creek was kind of ruined for me in that sense. Um,
1: I've, but... si- I've since had it again. I mean, not that specific one, but it you know, I can drink it hotter now. So it's, and I'm, I'm getting gonna... better at it too. I'm so proud of myself that on a lot of instances,
0: I'm not adding water or ice to any of this anymore. I mean, I'm going to go back. I'm going <laughs> to, I have to, I got to go back to keep to keep doing that. But I'm trying it first, even trying to get through a half ounce or ounce of it before I add anything to see what I'm missing. And I'm finding that I'm, I'm generally liking it a little more just as
1: is. That's what I've told. Uh, I have again, this is Brookings again and I was talking with some friends that aren't really of the brown liquor persuasion and I said it's it's starting out right I mean it's you you pour a whiskey water and then you pour you know whiskey over ice and let it sit for a minute and then you slowly wean yourself off of the ice and the cold and the water and you know then it's then it's a one to one or one yeah. to a half a ounce of water or and then soon enough, you're just drinking whiskey, and it's. I mean, I get with with you. It's it's the water releases the flavor and the aroma. Which it certainly it, which does. It certainly does. But just to be able to drink it neat is well, you look so easy. You look
0: so much cooler when you can just drink well, it neat. Just,
1: you know, it's just that much more time you can spend drinking <laughs> it than farting around. With My it.
0: favorite thing is though when you go to a bar and you order it and you ask for it neat, and sometimes you get that look like. Oh, <laughs> really? You know, from the bartender, from whoever. Like you can, you can handle this, huh? Yeah, yeah,
1: I can. Right my favorite is and then. I then go as in. I turn away, I pour some water. <laughs> I go in and I order Jack on the rocks, and then they're like, well, "What do you want with that? I, ice?" I, <laughs> <laughs> what? That's probably pretty surprising. Yeah, to
0: a lot of I. I don't. You're you're one of the few people I know that does just drink Jack on ice. Oh,
1: I just that is. It's still Yeah.
0: It's I, your it's your comfort whiskey. It isn't is it?
1: really. Totally. I really do enjoy it too. Speaking of that,
0: next week
1: There's there's four of us. What are we doing next? Oh, are we doing are we gonna do the Dickel versus yes. old number seven? I want
0: to do this because as I was putting this entire show together while well, you weren't <laughs> doing anything, <laughs> I so was
1: you want me to stretch you out before I got, you pat yourself
0: on the back <laughs> next time? Well I just got down a little tiny rabbit hole. You know, we've talked about the the Lincoln County process. The thing that we
1: things that we can consider as work in this office, or- yeah. Uh, we're we're not we're not laborers, okay. <laughs> Let's put it that way.
0: Our job is not 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 labor. Um, but anyway, so Lincoln County process. A lot of people are familiar with it. If you're if you're not, I'd like you to to tune into next week's podcast because there are two major distillers in the country, some little ones too. But the two major ones are Jack Daniels and George Dickel. They use this process called the Lincoln County process to make their whiskey, and it has to be used in order to be called a Tennessee whiskey.
1: I don't know. There is another distiller in Tennessee. They were
0: grandfather It was grandfathered in though. Yeah, it was the. So it the was late- the Briar nearest the near. Uh, the nearest green, is what it's called. No wait, that's the no. That's no. The, not the nearest. Not the uncle nearest. It's nearest green briar. Briar. Yes. Something like that, right? Yep. Okay. Anyway, yeah. that's not what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, but they don't use their Tennessee right. whiskey. But they don't. use They so
0: don't anything. have to use the yep. Lincoln County process. Okay. So I want to take a bottle of clear. original Dickel and a bottle of Number Seven, and I want to side by side compare these two to see what's up.
1: I'll have to see what Dickel I have at home. Can we do that? will have to fetch one. Okay,
0: we'll go get it. I don't have a
1: jacket home either right now. Don't you?
0: I have a bottle of Jack for the first time ever. I have a bottle of Jack Black sitting at my
1: house. I do not. I'll bring mine in then. so You don't have to it. I will it. have more. Although by the time I was going to say,
0: I'm pretty sure you'll be running to the yeah, store tonight. Uh, so well, you
1: know, <laughs> there's a situation.
0: Ah, uh, yes. All right. Well, I'm glad your situation is mostly worked out. Yeah, let's well, put it that way. I don't know if it's worked out. But. Okay, but it's. I've noticed you haven't you've stopped shaving too. So I don't know if that's uh, part of.
1: I don't know. I was just, well, because I was on, and the hotel room wasn't very conducive. The to s- shaving,
0: <laughs> well, no, I, so no I, mirrors or generally whatever's...
1: I shave in the shower and I just right. use regular hand soap to shave, which is whatever. Totally fair, I, I get it. And the soap wasn't very good, so I didn't shave on Saturday or Sunday, and then it was Monday, and now it's Tuesday and.
0: Well, you've been looking at me for a couple of months now in mine.
1: Shit, I'm gonna lap you here by the time Beer Fest is out. I know,
0: that's what's gonna suck. You'll have a fuller beard than me in a week. (laughs) It's taking me three months to put together.
1: Uh, Oh, I you have a nice beard. I mine's mine's not it's coming. Yours but yours is yours
0: is full. It fills out I mean, your whole face is beard. I look like a
1: Ewok. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) All
0: right, everybody.
1: That's that's balding on top. (laughs) Thanks for listening.